All right, what's up, guys? Uh, Jared already left. Uh, he wanted to do the intro again, but he left. His meter's running out. You know, he's, he, he's sprinting. He's running out of nickels. And when Jared's all out of nickels, somebody's got to step in. So it's young Eli on the sticks. And uh, this is what we talk about. We got some Christmas stuff, pretty much every facet you can think of. Music, movies, beer, it's holidays, office. We got it all. We talk about how horrific Salt Bay is and how much he hates he makes us hate all of our lives when we see that video. Uh, shout out Messi. Got to get airlifted out of a, a win. I mean, that's just absolutely absurd. We talk Yankees and uh, we drink a beer and then we talk about some football afterwards and locks that may or may not hit. So uh, there's a lot of pain in the episode, but there's there's some Christmas joy in there as well. So, you know, crack a beer and uh, tune in. Here, here come the drums. Here they come. Okay, I gotta say, no free ads, but this is a big one, Ralph. Thank you, man. Pretty major. Hey, pretty big, pretty big. Tax write-off season's coming into play, the end of the year, Christmas. Uh, podcast Room was luckily giving out their Christmas bonuses. Got some new tech up in here, guys. Mm. Brand new tech. For those of you that are now going to be visually seeing it, check it out on socials. But yeah, upgraded <laughs> the equipment in here. Excited to, to roll it out to the public, so it's going to be a fun time. Yeah, these mics are dope. Uh, obviously, the cameras are sick. The visuals are crazy right now. Um, it is pretty cool. Uh, shout out Ralph, the podcast room, all your podcast needs. He's doing big things. Get on board. Um, getting on board with holiday parties. No. Yay or nay? No. Yeah, <laughs> not at all. Big fan. Give me a bonus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, give me the money that you would have spent on the party forcing me to hang out with my coworkers in the form of something I can transfer to, let's say, a phone bill or right. something like that. But what money are they really giving you if they're like, hey, it's like two days before Christmas. No one's doing business anyway. Here's two free drink tickets to a bar that we didn't have to make reservations for because it's three o'clock on a random Wednesday. Well, when they spend like two thousand dollars to rent out a bar for twenty people, that would rather have a hundred bucks each than hang out together. It's like work smarter, not harder. I don't know. I, some if you like some of your coworkers, what though, benefit it'd be, it'd did be you fun. have at a Christmas party? I feel like you took a strong defense to that. So. Uh, well, I just you know what I had one one holiday party. It was a great time. Good people. Um, you know, free drink tickets, two free drinks. It was awesome. Oh, you were wasted. Oh, yeah. I got pretty banged up that night because the people I worked oh, with like to get after it. It was awesome. So you went to the holiday party but still had to pay for drinks and everything. No, I had two free drink tickets. So I got two free drinks and then like some people, the people, like some people stayed and most of the people that stayed were like people that all got along together. You know what I mean? So it was like, you know, it would be if I was hanging out with you guys for two hours having a couple of drinks. Like it would be a good time. And then it was a pregame for me, you know, because we were going on tonight anyway. So I was like, this is the best pregame you could have. Yeah. We all know it's not going to be fun. <laughs> or like when your coworkers just talk about their kids in Christmas. I'm like, yo, shut the fuck up. I don't care that your seven-year-old had his first goal. Like it's. I got young nieces and I fucking love them. I die for them. But do I want to go in the office and hear how Cindy's six-year-old is just pissing everywhere and she can't control them? No. Or don't be the stat dad. I don't don't tell me your kid's stats in sports at eight. Do I care? All every if you list to me every single gift you got, little Johnny. I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna go to the manager and ask if we're making a different salary for the same job because I don't see myself. I'm not positioned to buy all these gifts. So how does Sally have all this bread to throw around at Toys R Us or KB or whatever's left? 
Meanwhile, I'm struggling to get like sushi, dude. I mean, a Lunchables two days a week. Makes you think. A little makes, too much. Makes you think a little yeah. too much. I hate thinking. But you know what? On the, on the other side, though, I do hate, um, you know, the, the proverbial Grinch during Christmas. Like, nobody likes someone that's like just negative Nancy, like, all the time, too, because it's like the holidays are a hard part. You know, everyone pretends like they're not, but I feel like, you know, once you get past the age of like 23, like Christmas is, it's tough. It's tough to get through, you know? See, I like it more. I'm just like, I like giving people stuff more than getting stuff. I just, it's, it's, I get more joy out of it. Cause like, but it also like in a selfish way, it makes me feel guilt free when I buy myself stuff. So I guess it's like kind of evil in the same way where it's like, I could like take care of everybody. And like, if I got some extra leftover bread, it's like, cool. Like I can go get that thing I want. It's just like a super emotional time for, for you and know I mean, like there is a reason for it. Oh, it's very yeah. heightened. It's the birth of our Lord and savior. Um, or Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, right? Where we're recording this podcast right absolutely. now. Absolutely, Yeah. <laughs> hey, we all have imaginary <laughs> friends. So, um, pretty rude, but whatever, you know, or if you're Frank's selling Hanukkah, hot. <laughs> yeah, the point is it's a holy time, Frank, kidding. right? They call it the holidays. You're celebrating something. But it's like, if you really think about it, it's getting dark at four o'clock. Like, we need a reason oh, to feel good. I don't good. even need to think yeah, about it. Yeah, we need it. a reason to feel good. So it's like, you know, some people, you know, you lose people during the holidays, this and that. And it's just like, and okay. then you have that, that person that comes in and it's just like, ah, I have dude, a question. Smile uh, and dial. I have a question for you guys. Favorite Christmas movie? Oh, boy. Go. Kick it off for Eli. Can I go last? Yeah. Yeah, I'll last. go first. Uh, Elf. Oh, I just classic. love Elf. Will Ferrell. It's just funny, man. It's like a feel-good movie, you know? I feel like that's cheating, kind of, though. It's so mainstream. It's well, okay. I like, if I had to pick a second, I'd pick uh, Scrooge. That's like my kid growing up movie that I used to watch all the time, and Elf is my, like, my joyous one. Love that. Do you need uh, some time? Because I got some, Jared. Yeah, I don't. I'm, okay. I, don't I got one. a low-key one that probably no one ever thinks about, but I just love Vince Vaughn as an actor. Fred Claus yeah, or strong. Four Christmases. <laughs> Hell yeah. Dude. Wow. They're such great movies for the holidays. I mean, Vince Vaughn, he, he's just, he's a stud. I wow. saw Fred Claus. Nothing else I can time. say about that. Wow, first I time this year. Yeah, you just, t- I was, who's going to say Die Hard? No, yeah, that was that wasn't mine. Mine was Jingle All the Way. Ever see Jingle All the Way? Yeah, with oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. So. But then recently, I did, you ever see it? You never seen it? No, dude, Jingle what? All the Way changed your no. life, guaranteed. Yeah. Oh, Turbo Man. Oh my God! But Turbo recently, I, you ever see Daddy's Home Two with Mark Wahlberg? Oh, and Will Ferrell. And Will Ferrell, dude, yeah. did not know that was going to be a Christmas movie. I and it takes a lot to get me to laugh. I'll be honest. That movie was hysterical. So funny, great Christmas movie. If you if if you haven't if you don't have, have one, give it a watch. Really I have good. seen that. I feel like them two together. Oh, great. dynamic duo! Yeah. Oh, it's dynamic so good. Duo. Yeah. Um, one other like my my more classic pick would be just National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation. Okay. I mean, that's just like a classic movie I can watch all the time. Um, Midwest, just some good old Midwest boys. He's rocking like Chicago gear the whole time. That's my classic pick, but honestly, Vince Vaughn lately has just been crushing it. Hell yeah. Fred Claus and, and Four Christmases. That, that's, that's a great pick. Yeah. I was like, that's a great pick. There's All one right. out in the theaters right now, Violent Night. It's like the guy who plays <laughs> Hopper in Stranger Things. I heard that was good. I haven't seen it. I honestly, like, I didn't want to say that was my favorite one. It's a funny. Because I've only seen it once and it was the first time, but honestly, like, 
it was a pretty awesome movie. So your favorite Christmas movie involves violence. Well, I actually really liked Fred Claus too, like Frank said. But I feel like if you're gonna say like favorite Christmas movie, you've had to like watched it several times. Can so, I read? Can I read the uh, the description of the movie? Yeah, please. Oh, Cam Jagandet's in that. For those of you never back down, uh, an elite team of mercenaries breaks into a family compound on Christmas Eve, <laughs> taking everyone hostage. This is John Wick. This is your idea of a Christmas movie. <laughs> However, they aren't prepared for a surprise combatant. Santa Claus is on the ground, and That's he's about awesome. to show why That's this great. Nick yeah. is no saint. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sick. He's coming for a vengeance. Oh, Wait, yeah. never back down. That's a throwback. Dude, Cam Jaganda, the yoked, ripped dude like with yeah. the trust fund baby. Yeah, yeah apparently he's in this about. movie now. That's yeah. crazy. That's a name you haven't heard in a while. Yeah. And John Leguizamo. Oh, maybe I'll give it a watch. Great movie. Yeah. It also, sounds ridiculous. I'm it so sounds in. insane. You would love it. <laughs> so Everybody right. would love it. Go I'll, see it in the movie. It's worth it. Don't see Avatar, though. Okay, sucked. so we're going from movies to songs. Who's going to start that off? Yeah, I had a. I just played last night at Lost Tavern, uh, last night being Tuesday when this comes out. And uh, dude, there's this one guy I met who played, who hasn't played out there yet. His name is Brian. And um, my buddy Leo and I, we play together a lot out there. And we were just kind of, like, talking to each other, like, dude, like, we kind of, like, should have put together, like, a Christmas song. You know what I mean? Like, we should have thrown it in the set. And this man goes up there and just slays the Grinch. Like, dude, like, cutting the guitar out and just going full-bodied voice, just like, he's a... And I was just like... It, it it literally made it, like, my favorite Christmas song. I swear to God, it was last night, so it's funny you put that in there, but... Shout out that guy, but, dude, I gotta go with the Grinch... Like it's, it's got something for everybody, dude. I swear. It is a very unique song too, like the way it's sung and and everything around it. He's I, a mean one, Mister Jared. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, I'm I'm maybe I'm mean. Jingle Bell Rock, easily the best one. We used to have a Santa Claus. You hit the button, he sings Jingle Bell Rock. I can only imagine. I mean, my mom's ears bleed growing up because I would hit that button <laughs> nine hundred times. But you can't tell me that song is not a bop. It 100% is. Kelly had a teeny. I'm sure it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I think um. So, Allie listens to. She could go in the car and listen to like three straight hours of Christmas songs. I can't do that. Uh, not really my forte. But if I am listening to something, I feel like it's more old school. Uh, I I just I gotta go with something by Elvis or Frank Sinatra. Ooh, just dude, something just blue. slow. Yeah, Blue Christmas. That's my favorite. Um, like outside of the Grinch. Yeah, something like that. Um, so yeah, that that's my go-to. I'd say I'm not too big into Christmas songs though. I was gonna say I'm not a big Christmas song guy either, but I will say this: it's beginning to look a lot <laughs> like Christmas, <laughs> dude. I gotta throw an honorable mention in though, dude. Mistletoe by Justin Bieber. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. That's a good one, man. I feel like Michael Bublé is on is on repeat in my He's apartment. Yeah. What about fiance? Santa Baby by Ariana Grande? Honorable mention, too. I can't too. stand like her, unfortunately. You know what, though? The worst thing is after Thanksgiving, especially if, if it's a Thanksgiving where maybe you didn't so do so hot in the NFL slate, and you get in your car to go anywhere, and your lady just turns on Mariah Carey. Mm-mm. And, it, yeah, that's the exact reaction right there. Major sigh, kill me. I can't Only listen place. to this every day for... 32 more days. I just can't do it. Only place her song rips is like a pregame. Yeah. It's fun. Like to pop it in the middle of everything, that's fun. But like outside that, no way. Going. Yeah, it does. I did it literally two days ago. That gets a pregame going. The last thing I'll say is 
Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Ooh. Dude, Nat King Cole, the, the Christmas song. He's got a mic voice. Tuck me in. Yeah, yeah that's an, it. You should do an open mic night over at Last Tavern. <laughs> Tuck yeah. me in. Good night. I know a guy. Or even at Trogues. See if they have an open mic night. So, open, night. Uh, open mic night. Jesus Christ. It's okay, bud. Oh. oh. <laughs> we can edit it in post. <laughs> so okay. Bad. Beers with the boys. Oh, yeah. Christmas Trogues. beers. Open me in the The one. Mad Elf. Please. Yeah, Holiday Ale, brewed with cherries and honey. I mean, this is like one of their signature, uh, you know, eleven percent ABV. Oh my god! <laughs> no, it's, it's not an ale, my good friend. It's a Holiday Ale brewed with cherries and honey. Wow! Wow! What a move by Frank there. I can only do that until the last one. So, whoever didn't see it, Frank had a, a <laughs> beer bottle, and he turned the other beer bottle upside Actually, down and Eli, opened it. I could do it again. Give me that bottle. with that beer bottle. That was give incredible. That um, give me that. Just give me. Why we're bottle. scrambling around? And Eli's looking for beers, and we're trying to get an opener. Oh, it's not on. You're I right. put it on. This beer will get you to blackout. <laughs> wow, that was solid. You can hear that pop, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Um, yeah, you drink three of these, you're gonna be fucked up. One time I picked, Super fucked picked up. up my uncle from a Christmas party that's um and I had to DD them home and this guy he's like trying to get me to so I drank one and I'm probably like twenty nineteen at the time and I'm like all right, he's like half twenty one for legal purposes. Yeah, he's like I've drank like eight, they're awesome. I drank one and then next thing you know, I'm like, Wow, I feel awesome. And then we're trying, I'm trying to get this guy out to the car and I'm literally carrying him. And then he wants to fight like the neighbor's minion in the yard. Do you deserve it? Um, absolutely. Anyone that messes with my family 100% deserves these hands. And <laughs> the Mad Elf will bring out the, you know, it'll put you on the naughty list. I that's mean, for this sure. is a great beer. 11%. I mean, it's all just cherries and honey. Yeah, right. You could down these. Like, yeah. It's dangerously good. Can I describe it quick? Yeah, go for it. It's time. The Mad Elf is here with Hello. its nuanced blend of sweet and tart cherries, Pennsylvania honey, chocolate malt, and a hint of mischief. The essence of this legendary holiday ale, along with its ruby red glow, was born from five varieties of tree-ripened cherries. Local wildflower honey sweetens the celebration, and a spicy Belgian yeast adds subtle notes of cinnamon. I definitely tasted the cinnamon. It's not the holidays until you've had your first Mad Elf. It's actually pretty good. Oh, welcome I don't think to the I, holidays, boys. I don't think I'm going to be able to drink it, though, because I... Throat's feeling tingly, but hey, man. Well, okay. if you need somebody to take it, I will. I got you, bro. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start real quick. Uh, this is this is very high for me. I mean, this is like your prototypical uh, seasonal Christmas beer. I'm gonna go in seven point nine. Seven nine, great flight. With eleven percent, you'd think it'd be strong. Like you'd think it'd have like a hard taste, but it does not. So I'm not gonna come in at seven nine. I'm coming a little bit lower. Give it seven four, but it tastes really good. The cherry taste is actually like really really good. It's not overpowering. It's pretty dope. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of spice beers, but I do enjoy them in the winter. Um, I'm gonna come in with like a six point four here. Um, it's good. Frank's holding a wheel from his chair. It's good. Um, uh, not my favorite, but it is. It's a solid beer. Six point four. Ooh, is that was that my mouth? Was that no? Nah, that was, was me. That, that was your mouth? Okay, solid. It's getting getting the pipes flowing. This is my favorite Christmas beer by far. Um, cold night out, a little bit of snow on the ground, you're having a fire. This is definitely the beer that you want to have while you're sitting there enjoying it. 
Um, like Eli said, I'm not the biggest fan of spice beers, but um, you know this one is my favorite of the group, and it's got to be a solid seven point one. You can, these can go down well. <laughs> You're just stroking the mic stand. Yeah, like a, I think I'm going to change. I'm gonna, I'm changing. I'm going eight zero. Can you do know, that? I don't know what. Yeah, I'm doing it. I don't care. Yeah, Roundup Club. I don't know what you guys know, are talking that's about. Our podcast, our rules. Yeah. This is just an unreal beer. It um, is really good. I could eleven percent, and the drinkability is this high. Yeah, eight zero, easy, easy. Two hundred out of ten. Okay, next, we should go to the sim- next time we go to the simulator. We should get a DD and then just buy a bunch of these, and everyone has to drink like at least five, and see how everybody does. Oh, that's actually pretty funny. We'll all be blacked out. <laughs> no, you you buy your own six pack. Yeah, you'll be no, I'm down. It'll be it'll be rough. Yeah, that's funny. I'm okay, down. take control. We got to talk about some sports, right? I think so. The World Cup just happened. It just finished. I just hate. Shout out Salt Bay. I just hate. Oh, fuck that guy. He sucks, dude. dude. It's the worst. Who does he think he is, bro? Actually, yeah. We'll jump right into that. I mean, this is an anti-Salt Bay podcast. I want to say that right now, dude. He's supposed to be this great chef, but like, really all you do is put fake gold on your steak and charge $5,000 But see, this is what happens. It's the easiest meat to make. This is what happens when social media makes morons famous, dude. This dude has no class. He has lawsuits against him for not paying his employees when he's already paid 100x what he's worth. And he thinks he's he's got the nuts to put his hands on Messi for a picture and touch the World Cup, which is against FIFA rules. No one outside of the winning organization is supposed to touch medals, trophies, anything. You know how much that trophy's worth? Millions. It's worth its weight in gold. Dude, it is insane. And you see this bozo walking around with those little circle glasses. Like, bro, congrats. You found a weird way to put salt on a steak and captivated America. Like, yeah. it's not hard to captivate America. The problem with society is anymore people like that just can't get punched in the face without it being a big deal. He's not wrong, dude. Like, He's really you, not you wrong. Because get your ass whooped one time and your behavior will change, I promise <laughs> so you. So I actually thought, I was like... You know, okay, like, this is a really cringy video, but, like, maybe he's Argentinian. He's Turkish. But, yeah, he's exactly, he's not exactly even, my point. Yeah. He's not even from the country that the World Cup was just one to. Dude. That was just so <sighs> awkward. Like, this is the biggest moment of these soccer players' lives. And he's just trying to awkwardly, like, push his way in with his elbows and i was like yo this is a cringy video to watch dude it was terrible but not to take away and also to cover like how great of a game was that man oh, one of the best Unreal. what, the what best. more could you ask for out of a championship man like are dude, you happy the between... game went to pks though i, I hate want seeing it i don't mind it <sighs> i think it's awesome okay, i was watching me, it on my me, toilet loved it let me give you my take on pks i fucking hate them i think it was such a great game that it shouldn't have not ended on PKs. I think they should do anything else but PKs. I think, like, even if, like, if they just kept playing extra, like, so the start of overtime, and you just, like, constantly move the goalpost in, like, 10 feet every, like, five minutes. Oh, my like, God. And, what a concept. Dude, That's kind of cool. <laughs> dude, yeah, it's interesting. Anything but PKs. I'm a big fan. Actually, not a fan. I'm... <laughs> I'm against. I'm an anti-fan. Yeah, I'm an anti-fan. <laughs> that's a great way to put it, Eli. I'm an anti-fan of PKs. I think that's the dumbest way to end a so fucking let game. Me, let me, I'll I be the it. opposite. I agree. I agree with you on the PKs. I'll be the opposite, but it's it's for a different reason probably. So I played, like, soccer is my main sport. 
like Jared's the baseball guy. I played soccer for a long time. I love soccer. PKs to me, I agree with Frank. They're they're not. It doesn't necessarily dictate that the win goes to the right team, right? And that's what you want in any overtime. But PKs to me, and the way my coaches really describe it is, if you get to that point, you lost the game. If you let it get there, you lost, and you're leaving it up to chance, and like you no longer won that game. If the PKs win the game for you, that wasn't you because it's it's guessing, right? It's a parlay at that point. The goalie just jumps a direction and hopes to make contact. So I totally understand the arguments, but it's just like it comes down. It's similar to Washington. Don't let it get to that point. Win the game when it matters. See, I think it's funny you say that because I'm team PK, and the reason I like penalty you, kicks. Jared doesn't even want soccer games. He only wants PKs. The reason, well, the reason I like <laughs> 100 PKs because it's like definitive. You make it or you don't. Like you, there is no well, he, bring, he brings up the baseball element, and it's like if you ever watch a baseball game, the World Series, like if it's a game six or a seven, like there's a lot of tension built, and there's a lot of time in between pitch and result, just like in PKs, like. Everyone's like, oh, shit, it's going to PKs. And then you see the player walk up, like, puts the ball down. Um, one of my favorite PK shootouts of all time was the 2012 Champions League where Didier Drogba nails it on Newar to, to win it for Chelsea against Bayern Munich. And it's like, it, it brings that baseball element of, like, you're just sitting there and you're, like, waiting. And then it's like, pow, like, instant, <clears throat> instantaneous, like, result there it is and it's like holy shit you dude know and I mean? everybody like puts they, you're on the edge of your seat the whole time it's, it's awesome. funny it's very exciting yeah i like that. the inverse too of like everybody looks at it like all the pressures on the goalie it's the exact opposite the goalie's almost expected to allow the goal if they are to stop one it's incredible on them dude when you take a pk i don't know if anybody else here you've probably taken a pk Bro, whoa, 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 I've taken PKs, bro. Come on. Have you? Yeah, of course, bro. Uh, when did you play soccer? I'm just an athlete. Oh, guy. Yeah. I've yeah. taken a PK. Anybody tuning in, just understand that Frank is that guy, okay? <laughs> he will not miss. But Ralph understands, like, when you go to take a PK, it's it's like an it's almost like you're stepping into a different dimension within the game where it's like it's almost not even reality anymore. And you just got to pick a spot and hope you hit it and just hope he doesn't pick that same spot. There's a crazy dynamic See, that's there. See, that's the thing that I hate because, and I'll argue this till I'm blue in the face, I can walk up to a PK spot right now and I, I, I legit have a 50-50 shot of banging this PK against any goalie in the World Cup right now, and I'm coming off my couch. You're not wrong. That what, that's what pisses me off. I, I don't I, think so. I don't, I don't no, know. I would challenge you. Let me say, if he, if he can... If out he of 10 can, shots, how many do you think you're actually going to get on goal? Five. You would, I, out of 10 shots, a, I'd I score would, five. But the, the PK I, dude, is... That would be... I would, the, I would, and I would that's be, bad. Against a world-class goalie? No, I, I I'd be willing to... We got to find. I, I would nah, say a I kind of agree. With, I kind of agree with Frank. Dude, these guys can strike the ball at like, like sixty said, miles per hour. Guessing. Yeah, but dude, the goalie is picking a side before he strikes the ball. And you're not kicking it. If you're not kicking it as fast, he actually has a time to react. Yeah, but if he jumps left, he can't stop and go right. You know what I'm gonna do? <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my own due diligence. I'm gonna research. A collegiate, we won't obviously won't be professional, but I'm gonna get a collegiate goalie and we're gonna put it to the test. I'm down. And oh, I'll be we like, we're gonna this. have somebody on our pod. So I have a guy. Guy. Him a lot. ten goals, and he needs. You said five. 
Yeah, I five could, out of ten, fifty percent. I bet you Eli could do more than me. No, no, no. no. Well, no. Who, so who's going to be taking it? I'll this is going to be a lock, by the way. I'll do so it. this is something I yeah, want. I'm fading do. Frank. I'm with you. I'm, I'm gonna, team. I'm no, gonna it's Frank. Here. You're doing. I'm on fade Frank. Right, okay. it, think I'll of it this it. way. Think. Just think of it this way. It'd be like. I don't know. Like I'm trying to. I'm trying to relate it to like. I bet. It'd be like you saying I can run down the field and catch a a football. From like yeah. Justin it's different. No, it's different. No, it's different. No, it's different. No, it's different. Yeah. It's different. It's different. You're, you gotta know. understand something, dude. Like it's it's the pure objectiveness of the fact that you just need the ball to go forward. Like how how many yards is the stretch, bro? Even if goalies guess the same, dude, it's so close. It's, it's crazy. Like, if you compared a PK against a goalie to kicking an extra point, I would take taking a PK against a D one goalie over kicking an extra point unguarded. Because it's the matter of fact that if you just put it on net in a spot that they don't pick the jump, you it's in. Yeah, but even know, if I they pick the same way they to still jump, might miss they it. still might miss. That's Dude, crazy. The, I'm the, stress, the stress on a goalie in a PK it's is unreal. unrealistic. Yeah. It is. They have to cover this unbelievable amount of space. And they, they luckily close. And they pick a 50% of the net to jump. And if it's high and they go low, they're screwed. If it's low and they go high, they're screwed. Like your body moves. It's physics at that point. Bro, if point. you if you hit it at the goalie, you can still make it. If you just if you're like, yo, I must have just hit it straight straight at this goalie, he'll just fucking jump. Who's One going with Messi's PK? He rolled on the ground. <laughs> what other proof do you need? He passed it on the ground in the net. That is pretty crazy though. Yo, there's no up. power. I will, I will. I'm gonna Yo, set Rob, it up. You get, you get I will me set someone. It up. I will get you Yo, someone. We'll do a best out of ten. Five out of ten. Yeah. I'm Wait, can I also go though? I want to. I want to shoot. You can shoot, but I the bet will be with yeah. him making five out of ten PKs. Can you guys I, put I really side don't. bets on me? I'll fade. I will fade. I'll. I will fade you hard. I really don't think so. So what's can the bet? I'm not saying you're a bet. I don't know. I'm just saying you can't play soccer. I think it's like. I just think it's such a. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I are you chopping up the PK line before he takes it? I'm just saying for someone that at a professional level taking a PK to someone in a podcast room taking yeah. a PK against someone that's playing the sport actively and knows what to look for to block a PK is look, I think man, I think you're severe. There's a reason that PKs are chosen to decide games that can't be decided. There's there's a reason there but, because but by the best you're in taking the world. The, but you're taking the skill out of it. But that's the thing. It's mano y mano at like ten yards. It's almost like for goalkeepers, it's like hitting a baseball. You have you have such a little time to react, but there is a there has to be a key to reading the body, like Ralph is saying, based off of how their front leg is planted, which direction their belly button's pointed, how their shoulders are. There's more to it than just. Are you going to outside foot it? Like for example, if I'm I'm not even a goalie. If I'm if I was going to defend against Frank, I'm going to play the right side of the goal the entire time because there's no way he's going to (laughs) ten. There's no yeah right because there's no I'll way you're there's that. no way Ralph will, there's no way Frank that you're gonna beat me to my left hitting a, a hard outside of the foot toe ball that curves at a at a pronation there's no chance okay. you're gonna hit a good shot like that maybe if you went opposite side and swung with your body yeah but if I'm only guessing that side I'm gonna have time to react to go back the other way here it is. Casey Foley, 2022 Moravian University men's soccer We can roster. definitely get him. We Listen can go to, to his home. Listen I played there. <laughs> we are at the, bo- oh my the God, podcast freshman? room. Listen. I, Ment- Casey Foley. I'm in this guy's head. Frankie's over you here gonna 12 get, out of 10. Oh, wait, hold on. Yeah. I have to, we're going to shoot you an email or shoot you an Instagram or whatever the hell it's going to be, and we're going to link this up. And whoever, de- what's the deciding factor? What's the <gasps> wager Shazberg. here? 
What's the deciding factor? Oh, there's a goalie. There's a goalie from ES, East Stroudsburg. Let's go. Hometown. Oh, Frank Wait, what's the deciding factor? What? So, so, all right. Dude, so all it, we have to do is put the Moravian EDU in their either, name with a dot in the middle. It's either Casey email. Foley or Christian Beebe or Baby. Yeah, give me He's a junior, Beebe. so he's probably the starter. Yeah, you know yeah let's take him. I would Go be ahead. with – hey, 6'1". Yep. Yeah, yeah that's, that's our guy. That's our guy. Christian Beebe. We'll take you to floods after. We'll be in touch. Yeah. <laughs> let's yeah, move on. no matter what happens, we'll take care of you after. Yeah, I got 100 we'll bucks on the goalie. I got 100 bucks on the goalie Hey, that's fine. I'm all about it. I mean, obviously, like – who knows what's going to happen, right? You guys could win, but I'm pretty confident in myself in this situation. Dude, okay. you're not blocking it from this kid. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll score on him. No Jared. Shot. Guaranteed. No shot. New captain. Yeah. You guys are drawn. New dude. captain. How about it? New captain. All Give rise, it to us. baby. NJCAA, baby. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Well, unlock, unlike all of our uh, feeble soccer dreams, the V-man today... 16th captain of all time. How about it, dude? They're actually doing it. Let's get it. It doesn't even matter. We're just excited about it. Who cares about Carlos Correa going to the Giants and then going to the Mets? Yeah, but it's hilarious that the Giants got screwed yeah. that bad on Correa and Judge. The Mets will get that bounced. That is funny. The Mets will get bounced again in the first round of the playoffs. Doesn't Enjoy your matter. high taxes, San Francisco. And this is, this is our year. We're finally going to beat the Astros because we got Rodon and he dominates the Astros. Um, but... Really cool to see Derek Jeter there in support as well. Our captain, growing up as little kids, and um, I'm just happy for like my little cousins who love Judge, and and for them that you know have that relationship that I had with Jeter, and um, just can't wait for another absolutely dominant year from the Yanks, and uh, you know it could be our year, and just just really cool to see how Steinbrenner really pulled his dick out. So I, I apologize to him. Um, I'm a joke. You're a billionaire, and you're and you, and he's going for it. So let's let's do it this year. Judge is the man. Can't wait to see what he's going to do in this contract. Yeah, love that. I hope so. Um, <clears throat> Jesus, this beer's getting to me. A little raspy. Yeah, a little raspy there. Uh, I do not like how the Mets are spending a lot. I feel like it should not be that way. But hey, it's going to happen whether we like it or not. With their new owner. Uh, football, though. How do we feel about it? Grail. Last Saturday. Do we, do we like the Saturday games? And are we excited about all these games on Christmas Eve and Christmas? Yeah, real quick. I just think that the NFL is at a really good spot right now. Their games are unreal. I feel like the last couple weekends, you're like, wow. I can't believe that happened. Good so, yeah, I've definitely been like that. <laughs> it's good football. That's why they're yeah, doing it. Just, Everyone's talking about really it. It's really crazy football. Okay, let's, uh, let's preview some games here. Um, I don't know. We can we can start anywhere really. This Thursday, Jaguars Jets. I mean, who would have thought uh, at the beginning of the season this would be a really good game with playoff implications? How about it, um, dude? Shout out my boy Chris. Had to work on music with. He's actually running audio for this game. Oh, that's, that's awesome! Sick, sick, right? On. Yeah, CJ's? That's cool. Yeah. Sorry for shouting him out, but yeah, sick. nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Edit that out in post. Yeah, <laughs> love that guy. <laughs> Giants Vikings thoughts. Yeah. On a 34-point uh, comeback Gi- or something? Yo, if the Giants... Uh, okay, going back to last week, the Vikings have making have been making me look silly because they were down. I mean, the largest comeback. Kirk Cousins now owns the largest comeback in NFL history. What is happening? It, props to him. I mean, at some point, if you're, the, if you're Vikings fans, you're just winning games. Like, who cares about luck? Who cares about all the other shit? You've won 11 games. Like, at this point... 
good for you guys. Enjoy the ride. Only one team wins every year. I will be back for an excruciating playoff loss. But you, I've been looking really dumb going against the Vikings. But um, if the Giants beat the Vikings this week, I will fucking I'll go streaking on Main Street. I think I'm really excited for <laughs> that game. Please do. Which Main Street? <laughs> Please do. I I'm actually I'm leaning towards Giants right now. Plus four and a half. Um. You know that we are big Saquon Barkley fans over here. You know, Valley Boys up. Valley Boys up. Support the guy that's from your area. (laughs) All right. Jesus. Uh, Shout out Jahan Dotson. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um, Nazareth guy. Saquon's from Whitehall. But we we got tickets on him to be comeback player of the year. And against a terrible... Someone has Christmas music playing. That's not me. Okay, Ralph, you have any Giants thoughts? Christmas before music. We move on? Um, Giants thoughts. Kenny Galladay, bye. Needs to get out of here. What a waste of money, in my opinion. Um, I is it your computer? I do. I like how. I like how with our like third string players, they're somehow producing. <laughs> but I also don't like how. 90% of the plays are Saquon Barkley or Daniel Jones. I just That'll don't. be fine this week, though. I know, but I just, I don't, like, it's the true definition of, like, hey, let's just completely exhaust two people on our roster. One who's mediocre at best, Daniel Jones. I still don't have faith in him. And then, two, it's, like, Saquon Barkley. Like, if we were going to trade him, you're going to blow out his trade equity unless he's going to stay healthy for the rest of the year. They they won. You can't hate the win, but was it a was it a win that was worth... Like, did they deserve the win or was it because of, you know, crazy play calling? And I don't know if it takes Unfair a 16 plays to go, exactly if it takes <laughs> if it takes a team 16 plays to go 70 yards. What is that saying? That's where my head kind of goes. You know what I mean? And it takes us 14 minutes to drive down the field. Like, I don't I'm just not finding where the, the quote unquote dream team can be on the Giants if it's taking this long to play the game. But uh, I could see them beating a 11-3 and Vikings team, no problem. They're averaging 20 points per game, and the Vikings defense is hot garbage. I'm just not buying it, I guess I should say. Like, yeah, I, don't no, think, I don't I, think they're winning because it's, hear, we're a yeah. good team. They're just, just winning uh, because of Brian Dable. Sure. Uh, you know what? It it, it kind of pains me to say this because Daniel Jones is having the best career or the best season of his career, and he's doing very well, and I wish him nothing but the best. But his ceiling as an NFL quarterback is very apparent, and it's very low, uh, especially where you want a starting quarterback to be. But we'll see where it goes. Uh, Bills, Bears, that's, uh, I mean, the Seriously. next couple games here is just like Bills, Bears, like blowout for the Bills. Saints, Browns, who cares, who cares about that game? Texans, Titans, I mean, again, who cares? The Titans are in playoff consideration, but, I mean, they should be the Texans. Seahawks, Chiefs, uh, another one. I mean, there's no way Geno Smith is beating uh, Patrick Mahomes. Bengals, Patriots, that that should be kind of cool, especially because Bill Belichick against uh, Red Hot Joe Burrow. People are saying Joe Burrow's next Tom Brady. Just the demeanor, uh, calm, cool, collective. Uh, Lions, Panthers. Uh, ooh, I'll get to that. Maybe my lock. <laughs> Falcons, Ravens. You want to say anything about this, Jared? Uh, probably going to be a total under. I don't see how the Falcons are going to move the ball on the Ravens' offense at all. Um, it, today's Wednesday. It looks like Lamar is not going to be playing. The total is thirty-seven and a half, so it's definitely going to come down. Um, if it's Tyler Huntley, um, 
probably a snoozer. I wouldn't be surprised if the Falcons are, you know, they just beat us at this point. The Ravens are super disappointing. Um, they just had their first loss where they didn't have a lead in the fourth quarter. So I guess that's a little different. Um, but uh, just going to be a snooze fest. Probably not worth watching. Yeah. Um, okay. Commanders 49ers. Eli, any, any thoughts? Uh, we'll, see what, we'll see what happens. It's, uh, I mean, that I'm not even really going to touch on that Sunday night game too much. There's just too much to talk about. I would need its own episode. So the nice thing is about football on Christmas Eve is that a lot of these matchups are kind of shitty. So it's yeah, not like you're really missing good TV. I mean, there are Kansas City, Seattle will probably be a fun, fun game. If I, I'm looking at the dog in Seattle here, um, probably on a, on a teaser as well. KC. Only four and nine ATS. Seattle six and eight. Um, their defense isn't like too too great, so I think Geno Smith can obviously hold it within um, nine and a half. But at the same time, I don't know, Seattle's defense making any types of stops against Kansas City, I don't think so. Um, so the total is pretty low, forty eight, and um, Seattle's thirty eight and fifteen to the over in the last fifty three games on the road in the AFC. So. Um, you know, I understand that there's insane weather coming through the country on Christmas Eve in regards to wind chill and wind and and all that. But it all depends if it's the wind go, is coming through the stadium is going to be crosswind through the stadium or cross field, whereas it like goes parallel with the sidelines. Um, because if that's the case, you have one kicker that's kicking with the wind. You have someone throwing with the wind. Um, and even though KC doesn't have the best ground game, I still think McKinnon will have a field day against this just dreadful Seattle run defense. Yeah, and that's, uh, I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, no other really games of note to touch on. Oh, I feel come like, on. Eagles, Eagles, Cowboys, yeah, no games Gar- of note? Gardner, Gardner Minshew's playing. Yeah, the last time he played, he threw two touchdowns, 256 yeah. yards, and they won. Right, buy a jersey. Again, it, it's really cool, but... <laughs> I th- Actually, I bought a gardener snake. No, I get that, but at this point, <laughs> the Eagles don't care if they win this game. Let's be real. It's irrelevant. Like, it's, it's irrelevant for the, the Eagles. Make sure Hurts is healthy. They have every right to be in this position. They've been great all year. Like, if you're an Eagles fan, who cares if you win this game? Vegas cares. Like, Vegas oh, cares, yeah, baby. If you're betting on it, but Vegas cares. Um, you know, from an actual game perspective, like the Eagles are locking obviously the division up. Um, you know, it kind of sucks that Jalen Hurts isn't playing, but like, why wouldn't you not play him and yeah. have him healthy? Like, that just makes no sense. Well, I also don't I understand just, last no. week with no Miles Sanders. Understand. They didn't feed him the ball at all. They take off with Hurts and he gets hurt. I don't understand how fucking much of a cornball Nick Sirianni is. He tries to be so like Philly. It like it's cringy. Oh yeah, with the with the Phillies hoodie on the other day oh, and the my visor. God, <laughs> like, like at some point he's like. Oh, Jalen Hurts isn't playing. Adrian, like I'm like, bro, what? He's gonna start having like Geno's cheesesteaks, like <sighs> soda mugs sitting at the cringy, top. And very shit. cringy, very it's cringy. brutal. But- okay, fantasy, we gotta move on. Fantasy update. Eli hit us. Yeah, there's only two games to talk about. We're only talking about the main playoffs. Consolation doesn't matter. Have fun with your trophies. It's Look, man, you know, I had a, uh, a profound win against a young Connor Walsh, and uh, I can't wait for him to stream to tune in and hear this, but just to give a little backstory 
tons of players. Connor played six of his nine guys coming into Sunday. So it's Saturday night, and Connor's roasting me as Josh Allen is lighting it up on the TV at the pregame. You know, we're having a good time, but, you know, I'm, my tummy's a little upset. I'm a little nervous. I go into Sunday down 128 to 6. 128 to 6 in the playoffs. Come back with the clutch Zay Jones play at Flex. We take the dub. See you later, Connor. I'll send the meme out that I made of him uh, mixed in with Matt Ryan. Other playoff game. Another lunch beers guy. Another win. Nick taking out, remember the tight ones. Kyle, and a little bit of a shocker, I think, given you know the way the season's gone. But two lunch beers guys moving on. We got Sags and Troy on their bye weeks. So Nick and I will be taking on Sags. I got Sags this week. I'm ready. I got plenty of memes lined up throughout the week, so I can uh, really just take them down mentally. And Nick will be taking on Troy, so it's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be interesting. See if we can have another lunch beers championship like last year. Okay, I will say this: uh, I do feel bad for Connor. I don't feel bad for Kyle that lost, even though that's my guy. Connor, if he would have played anyone else in the playoffs, including people on buys, he would have won. I will say, great win by Eli. I do feel bad. Hundred and twenty-two point comeback. I do feel bad for Connor. No, I don't feel bad for anyone else. But I do for bad for Connor. Okay, we're moving on to our blocks of the week, baby. Okay, I'm eight and six. Tampa Bay Bucks fucked me last week. Seventeen straight points. They were up seventeen three at halftime, and they proceeded to not score a single point until it didn't matter uh, in the fourth quarter. So that was really rough. Uh, they they must have had the worst third quarter that any team in NFL history has ever had. Um, I mean, turnover after turnover, Tom Brady, Leonard Fournette, uh, it was rough. So that was an L. Uh, Bucks plus three and a half was an L. But nonetheless, we're coming back, um, and uh, it's going to be good. So I do have a game, and they're they're also a bad team. I also think that... They're not as good as a team as the record says, but it's the Tennessee Titans minus three against the Houston Texans at home. Um, the Houston Texans have been playing feisty, a, a word I like to use. The, the Texans have been playing feisty, but the Tennessee Titans are still playing for something. Uh, they're still playing for the division minus three points. Uh, this is a game where people expect the Texans to cover, and this is where Mike Vrabel just shits down people's throats. So the Titans, minus three. Yeah, I got Falcons plus seven and a half, unfortunately, against the Ravens for our in-house, Jared. Uh, the Ravens haven't scored more than 16 points in three weeks. So to take almost half that on a spread when we've obviously been seeing them struggle it week in and week out. Um, they look like a local football team anymore. When you watch them play, I'm taking the Falcons plus seven and a half. They got Ritter. They got a couple guys, Corral Patterson with, the, with the score. You had a uh, Al Algier. I don't even know how to say his name's Tyler over a hundred rushing yards and score last week. So I'm just going to bet on the Falcons to run, take it on the ground against the Ravens and just be able to cover that over touchdown spread. Cause I just don't see them covering that. High school team, huh? Have you seen them play? Uh, yeah, well enough. Um, pretty pretty brutal. So I'll say this. Um, if the Falcons think about throwing the football one time, um, throw 10 bucks on a defensive team touchdown. I'm just going to say that right now. 
Ravens with a pick six, probably twenty to one, worth worth fifteen bucks on Christmas Eve. You know why not? Um, last time I gave out a you know a, a touchdown score bet, it was J.K. Dobbins thirteen to one first touchdown. So um, you know just just trust me there. And it's hard to actually come back and say that after what we saw with the the Las Vegas lateral the last week. That was a that's how my life's been going, folks. Uh, if anyone cares. Um, guys foots out of bound touchdowns gets called and we lateral and lose it when we can go to overtime, potentially win the game. Um, that's me every day. So, um, pretty much cried after that loss and all I can do is apologize, but we're going to come back with a twofer, come back with two this week. Um, you guys know, I love teasers. It's probably my favorite way to bet the NFL, honestly, which is where you take two teams and you move the spread by six points and you lay one twenty. So $12 to win 10. I am going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, speaking of the Ravens, former Raven, Trace McSwirly, also a Penn State Nittany Lion, will most likely be starting for the Arizona Cardinals with Colt McCoy going through concussion protocol. Um, the Bucks defense is still really good. I don't, you know, I'm just going to pray for Trace McSwirly that he actually has a good Christmas after getting destroyed all night. Um, I think Tom Brady wins that game, no problem. So Buccaneers minus a half a point. And, um, you know, Eli, whether Terry McLaurin is lined up on sides or not, it won't matter against this brutal, ferocious San Francisco defense. We're going to take them down to minus one. So Buccaneers half point, San Fran minus one, minus 120. Um, and then this was a play I put in uh, early in the week. It's got to be the Detroit Lions. I know everyone's like, oh, Jared Goff can't play on the road, but how cool is it going to be in Carolina, really? And um, the Lions are red hot right now. Jared Goff went from 40 to 1 to be the comeback player of the year last Tuesday. He's now plus 225, and the guy is playing like he was when he took the Rams at the Super Bowl. Um, so I think that's an absolute lock. I think that spread is way off, and I think the Lions come in and they roar on Christmas Eve in Charlotte, North Carolina. With that said, Merry Christmas from the boys of the pod. Happy holidays. Any any of which you celebrate? Hanukkah, Christmas, Hanukkah, and mm. have a great new year, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Lunchbeerspodcast.com. Check us out on all socials. A lot of content coming out in the 2023 new year. New Mike, new us. Can you believe we actually have all for Boxing Day this year? Go Canada. Canada. Fuck you.